0: Welcome back, Nate Freeman. Just me and you, mm-hmm. no guests, just surviving on our bare, our threadbare wit.
1: It's a holiday week, you know. We'll we'll give the guests a break. We're gonna have a lot of guests next week.
0: Early dismissal. Early dismissal. This exactly. Week. Yeah. Everyone's favorite week at school. Um, what's <laughs> happening? Are you recovered? You were all over the auction coverage.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm fully recovered. Had a nice little weekend in the country. Uh, Glad that I don't have to do any more auctions, though. I just ran into Josh Bear walking up here, so it feels like I'm at a fucking auction. Hi, Josh.
0: How are you? I don't think he knows how to download a podcast, my friend. <laughs> Doesn't he have his own podcast? No, he has a YouTube vlog, uh, which is oh, okay, very he's a cute. vlogger. Much like uh, John Goodman's character in Treme, which I'm re watching. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jesus, John Goodman uh and and josh bear in a room it's fun uh, <laughs> I so
0: bet, i bet you they've been in a room before yeah, that probably. makes sense my, connection.
1: my phone has been fucking vibrating non-stop i don't think i've ever gotten this many emails in my life you get
0: some happy feelings in your pocket mate
1: yeah i mean it's just nuts with miami next week the, today is the day to send out previews and invites and all this shit
0: well you are a social butterfly and it's butterfly season in south it florida
1: is. this butterfly is flying down to florida
0: um are you uh are you going home first? Are you going to... What are you going uh, for Thanksgiving?
1: I'm going to go to D.C. just for a night.
0: A um, single night?
1: Yeah. Just on, because... On the old cella? No, we're going to drive down with Dog. Uh, Dog and Cella don't mix well. Um, but, you know, there's so much going on. I want to come back to the city uh, and get a few Manhattan days in before we have to go down to Miami for a whole week. I'm going to go see the new Paul Tom Sanderson movie. Just Just do some real shit before
0: coming back to they don't play the paul thomas emerson movie no. in the in the the in the dmz the no MV. they're
1: literally not playing in anywhere but new york and la for another month oh, so that no you sense. cannot see are it they, are, they just getting,
0: are they just getting in, in in 2021 in order to hit the, the, yeah, loss, the, the awards show season
1: no i mean yeah they just don't really give a fuck if you don't live in like you know uh a coastal elite city
0: guess what Nate? nor do
1: i i don't give a fuck no who cares sorry like topeka you can't see licorice pizza until
0: next year um Speaking of the uh, uh of the film artist, did you notice that uh, it looked like a uh, former Moker director Klaus Biesenbach uh, stopped by Savannah, Georgia to uh, hang out with Chloe Sevigny? Uh
1: yeah, I guess so. I mean, you know, I I haven't been uh Klaus watching as closely as I was once in my it life. It popped
0: up on my feed. Whatever the the algo delivered it to me in my in my Instagram feed. I made note of it. Shouldn't he be in Berlin? One would think, but you know, he's never been very good at, 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 at you know being in the city where his job is. Doesn't he have like a new museum to launch in like three Dude, years? All that state funding, man, those shits run themselves
1: over there. It's not like a real museum in the states. Yeah, good point. You know who was in Berlin? Max Holland, director of the Met, did a swing through Paris Bar, my your, favorite bar. Your buddy, Max Holland. My you buddy, guys are yeah.
0: tied. Your guys are thick as thieves. It seems like.
1: You know, I mean, Max is he's a great guy. Uh, wonderful, wonderful dude. And, uh, yeah, he was, uh, some, some friends of mine were at Paris Bar and said Max was there shooting the shit, hanging out at the greatest bar in Europe, probably. I love Paris Bar.
0: Um, I was just uh, just before we got here, I was uh, uh, procrastinating doing anything useful, like going through the hundreds and hundreds of uh, Miami previews in my inbox and getting offers out and instead was reading Sam Sifton's great uh, semi daily or maybe twice a week uh, email about the cooking arts and noted that, you know, down below when he gives the recipes and and helping you get ready for Thanksgiving, it always links to like a piece of music, a piece of art. And he actually linked to a friend of the pod, Caitlin Phillips' holiday gift guide from Spike Magazine is something he was checking out. One of, I believe, two gift guides that Caitlin put out this year.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, big, big, uh, you know, Caitlin mentioned there. Everyone reads that Sifton newsletter
0: thing. Right? Do, mm-hmm. It's not just me? Just no, no, idea? no. Okay. Everyone reads that Because yeah. the man can fucking write. I would, you know, if I were allowed to bet on these things, I would like love in like five years for him to be the editor of the Times. It'll never happen. Uh, but he does have a senior a senior role there at the paper now. It's, but more it's not going to be Sifton.
1: There are people who literally spend their entire days trying to figure out who's going to be the next editor of the Times. Mean it's not going
0: to be a cis of white man? You sure? <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I'm not one of those guys, so is, I, I'm not going to give is you probably my probably why I
0: shouldn't gamble on things. I, I, I like the dude. Kaylin knows how to give a gift. Listen, these guys are fantastic. Um, I mean, I'm not sure if I'd actually buy anything from it, but it makes for really entertaining reading. Her weird discursive way with language is is pretty um, illegible, I think, to many. But if you're highly online like you and I are, it reads like butter. Uh-huh. I kind of... <laughs> I
1: mean, <laughs> I think my favorite part was when she was like, personal gifts are always shitty. Every good gift I've ever gotten was more than $5,000. <laughs>
0: It's so true, and you know, dropping certain ex boyfriends of hers that seem to have access, ready access to capital. Um, a good read if you're highly online, go find it. You Mm -hmm. probably have already read it. Um, but that was just some non-art stuff that was kind of cruising through my brain. Um, I guess we should recap the auctions. I mean, you could go read like Artnet or yeah. Bloomberg or something if you want like a TikTok of the trillions of dollars that were traded.
1: I mean, yeah, the, the number of auction reports is getting... It seems like they, they, just, they're proliferating and they're all the same. Uh, so, yes, you can find that on the a internet. A bunch of
0: rich people bought a bunch of stuff for big money. We mm-hmm. don't know who most of them were, but they were bidding with Asian specialists on the phone. I did enjoy the... See, the, I read it for you. There you
1: go. The The nerd outrage machine that came when it was announced that ken griffin bought the constitution just because like you know everyone just the populist rage against this billionaire buying the constitution was amusing to me
0: um you know i you know yeah exactly the same you know i just i love being uh, a traditionalist and i can't believe that i'm on the side of ken fucking griffin but the fact that he <laughs> beat out all these incels <laughs> to, 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 to who had all yeah. like pitched in like 50 you know 50 dollars worth of ether in order to uh buy it as a group
1: well What's great you know, about all this is Greg Allen pointed this out. I'm going to give him credit because he's said it the best way. You know, this Dow walked into the auction with a number on their forehead. So anyone can outbid them because they had a fixed amount of money. So as soon as they came in... Ken Griffin just arranged to the third quarter guarantee you can, yeah, exactly. And, like uh, against, the auction was against that number, it <laughs> yeah. was, it was yeah. actually incredible. I know, like, like that they think they could get away with this. And it was then so the, funny.
0: And then I believe Ken announced, or, or on, someone on his behalf announced that he, as soon as he takes delivery, once he pays for it, he's then sending it to another billionaire's museum, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to Alice Walton's museum to show him. Alice. Why did you stop <laughs> to you buy it? it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Um, I
0: wonder if there is, you know, there's always been a tax thing where if you send something to be publicly viewed after you purchase it in certain states, you don't don't have to pay sales tax on it so i know this is something you can do if you ship it up to washington state i wonder if the same Mm -hmm. is true in arkansas i feel like just maybe it is because listen the sales tax the sales tax on that kind of bid was at 41 million all in Mm -hmm. uh you know that's that's some real ducats
1: well all those those you know like internet people who contribute to the dow just you know go to go to you know bentonville And you can Um, see it.
0: And some of these same people were really uh, creeping on uh, Brooke Lamprey.
1: Yeah, I think Brooke was taking it in good spirits, but it was a little strange. She was. I mean,
0: she even posted it, but they did this kind of like love video because I guess that she was bidding with Ken Griffith, and they did this like whole video with like hearts saying, uh, "You know, we lost, but fuck it." Brooke fan cam a little creepy. Yeah, Um,
1: I mean, I guess you know, auction specialists aren't usually the subjects of memes that go viral. So I think it was a little weird for us to see the people who we know just like bidding on shit just suddenly suddenly on the internet everywhere.
0: I mean some of the houses are more attractive than others on the phone banks. I'm not going to I'm not going to give any <laughs> indication both on the mail and also some are better dressed um, than others. You know I was I had a couple bids going on nothing really materialized for me so I was really just watching as an academic and I have to say and I, I love to and have been accused of um, kind of shitting on my former employer the Phillips Auction House I want to give and I think I've done this on the podcast before but Henry Hiley a big shit shout out i think he's just maturing into the role as an evening sale really auction. and i thought he was too young when they gave it to him i was like this is just transitory until they get someone real like he was commanding the podium like and and that auction the phillips auction actually felt like a real auction to me it seemed like there was relatively few shenanigans and they some put real up betting. Some, some numbers you know yeah. scoreboard so, yeah like yeah their um, best auction ever. It was legit. Yeah, and uh, you know there's all sorts of all, all sorts of good stuff. But he really just had command of that podium in a way that is not easy to do. Um, and especially as we move into this weird hybrid thing where it's like online, but also in the room, but mm-hmm. also on the phone. Um, you know, it's not an easy skill set. Um, did you go see any art? I haven't seen really anything since last week. I was very late. I saw
1: a few things. Cynthia Talman's show at Friend of the Pod Ellie Rhines's Fifty Six Henry Gallery is a must see. Go um, highest endorsement. So good. Yeah, she can paint, man. It's really, really an incredible, uh, incredible installation in that lovely but tiny gallery on Henry Street.
0: Yeah, I mean, she's always been one of the key artists there. I feel like Emily has like four artists. That's just one of the four, a um, couple shows a year, she, but makes it work. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it, I definitely check that out. There was a really fun dinner that I wrote about afterward at the National Arts Club. Which, which you and, and I both, here. you know,
0: I have somewhere on my desktop, a half filled up. Application to the National Arts Club, mm-hmm. which is just down the street from my office here, over uh, on Gramercy Park, we're in Union Square, um, and I just can't get around to filling out the stupid essay yeah. question, which I don't think they really care about. No. Because what I really need to do is get rid of my fucking cursed Soho House membership—the most embarrassing, Definitely. embarrassing card I have I can't in my wallet. You still have that. I, here's the thing, they I just forget to cancel it and then once every quarter they they, they ping my account for like a thousand bucks. You're like, fuck.
1: I know. I think, like, like I was offered like a free or very, very cheap membership when they opened the Lower East Side one. I would be like a, I don't know, like,
0: artists and like, like, writers membership. Something
1: like that. And I was just like, you can't pay me to be a member of Soho it's House. It's
0: super embarrassing. It's embarrassing to be there. I haven't been there s- in, in over a year since. That the pa- being said. And not just because of the pandemic. That
1: being said, I'm very excited for the White Cube Party at Soho House next week. That's a fun I mean, party. You guys do that well.
0: We're going to get into all the parties next week, but you're really excited for that party? Yeah, that's a good party.
1: I'm not I'm not saying shots at Soho House, generally. I'm just saying membership is not for me. I wouldn't okay. use it enough. Okay, okay. I don't know. I'm very, very excited for the events at the place and the thing. Just don't need a membership. Sorry, guys. Yeah,
0: I'm embarrassed to be there. I'm embarrassed to be seen there. It only Every once in a while, it comes in handy in London because you can't really get a decent drink other than a hotel bar or a club after a certain hour um but even so it's just like oh it's so gross in yeah
1: well so i also have a membership not filled out yet to the national Arts club but let's get on that can we get because... on that
0: i was actually thinking maybe i could just like can I give you like 50 bucks to fill mine out you're kind of a writer by trade right fuck no that's come on is like so you're irritating. always I'm bitching about money you got plenty of free time
1: ugh. no i don't have plenty of free. you can do I, one of your like your
0: 27 time. zoom calls god knows what you're talking about
1: <laughs> it's working you guys dude. like
0: talk about like prepositions and like, adjectives? <laughs> like what the fuck you got a magazine
1: to run, man. Hey,
0: write the shit. You put it out. Come on. Yeah, sure. You guys so, making right. it so much harder than it needs to be. Sure. Um, what else is going on? Uh,
1: oh, I, I saw the Nicholas Party show. Karma. Wonderful.
0: Yeah, I saw the preview. Didn't make it to the show. It's cool. You know, I thought that he had moved on from Karma. That's what it seemed like. So well, I thought it was great that they were able to wrangle this show.
1: I think that when he joined the and Wirth Gallery. The um Death Star. Yeah. Yeah, I think that he had an arrangement where he gets to show with his former galleries as well, including, um, who else does he show with?
0: Don't remember at the all.
1: Modern Institute in Glasgow? That would make sense. Yeah. I mean, if, if not,
0: he should have. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, but it it's was great. He gave Brendan and the Karma guys, like, a big old show of mm-hmm. works on paper, some really beautiful. Really gorgeous. I mean, but, you well, know, a book good, is very nice. good way too. to pay the rent on their, like, their mm-hmm. burgeoning empire of galleries.
1: Yeah, I went to Karma Books yesterday. And bought a few things, and I saw the watercolor book that I didn't buy, but it looks really nice. I think they just give those books out for free, man.
0: <laughs> I have a lot of <laughs> Karma books. I've never, I've actually, actually, I've paid for a couple I don't, for as gifts to clients. Um, I read this really cute article. It's mostly a photo essay on the Manhattan DA's office, which has an incredible. Kind of arts crime, but especially looking at antiquities and looting crimes uh, because so many objects looted from sites around the world end up moving through either New York based uh, auction houses or galleries. And so oftentimes they take into possession these contested objects uh, during the course of investigation and then trial, and then they have to hold on to them because it's mm-hmm. evidence. They can't just repatri- repatriate the objects. And so there's this great photo essay, uh, a written essay by Tom Mashberg and with photos by Vincent Tulo in the Times last Sunday. They're just incredible because like these people don't really know how to handle these things, but like we just Wrap them in a lot of blankets, and there's like you know, a crushed in vases wow. and shit. Um, would highly recommend checking it out. Um, and also, that would be a great little show of just all the objects from oh, the story. They yeah. would never allow it because you know, bureaucrats be bureaucrat and, and lawyers be lawyering, but mm-hmm. it would be a good time. Um, very cool story. Uh, did you, you know, I'm past the age where this is a thing, but like, do you have to go to any of these fucking cursed friends' givings?
1: I, I went to a Friendsgiving yesterday. Oh
0: the worst. Tell me about it. I want to well, shit on it.
1: I mean, the timing of it never really works out because, like, it's on a Saturday or a Sunday and you go at, like, brunch time. You've already eaten. You have dinner plans. You're not going to just stuff your face with stuffing and turkey, but there's so much food and, like, you know, you're making conversation about... Like where you're going for the holidays, blah, blah, blah. It's just not, I mean, I, I love seeing my friends and I, you know, I love like an excuse to have a cocktail like a few hours early. You do, than you would. Nate? I've
0: never noticed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, uh, you know, Friendsgiving. I mean, it's just the worst. Well, also, I'm, our
0: life is seeing friends and having cocktails with them. Right. We don't need a special day for that. No, we don't. Now, no. If, if you live in flyover country and you work in middle management, like, you know, in a cubicle, sure. Maybe mm-hmm. that's a fun thing. Have some craft brews, uh, hang out, have like a, you know, a, a, a mass market, like Damn, turkey. Damn, living in
1: the middle of the country would suck.
0: It wouldn't be for us.
1: No. We'd have to just like drink IPAs with our colleagues. At night, I mean, there's an opiate
0: crisis for a reason, bro. <laughs> You got to do something to kill the pain. <laughs> you liked that one, didn't you? Um, thankfully, that was never, never one of my drugs of choice. Um, and I haven't been to, and thankfully, I haven't been to a friend's giving in at least a dozen years. Wow, that's because um, I just, you know, this year we're not being. Usually, I I like to have some orphans over to my home because uh, I enjoy cooking and I have a relatively small mm-hmm. family that can make it up. Because who the fuck is going to travel for Thanksgiving? It's like middle of the week. It's annoying. Uh, It's also, like, all amateurs at the airport and whatnot. Like, it's all people who fly once a year. Like, you know, know, not knowing how to take off their fucking shoes, like, wearing boots uh, Mm -hmm. to get to the security line.
1: I always go to D.C. so I can take the train or drive. Um, I can't imagine what airports are like. Just absolute hell.
0: But usually I like to have some, like, you know, 20-something kind of, like, randos uh, that I know generally through the art world or through people that work for me stop in and and, and be part of the family for the afternoon. Also, it's just, you know... It eases up the conversational uh, you know, stress, because like, you have new mm-hmm. people there, so you can like quiz them about their life. Um, right.
1: Well, I'm going to D.C. for Thanksgiving, which, of course, I'm excited to see the fam hang out at, at the old homestead. I'm also very excited because I got a resi not at one of D.C.'s overpriced mediocre restaurants, but at Glenstone,
0: one of the Ooh. great museums in the country. Do they, are they on resi?
1: <laughs> They're on resi if you know Mitch.
0: Oh, yeah, do you send a text, man? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, no, I mean, in all seriousness, they have a uh, incredible collection. If you haven't been to Gunstone, it's an absolute must. Like, like I'm not saying this like I mean, there's no know. one that
0: cares about art in the Mid Atlantic states. Probably pretty easy to score a reservation,
1: according to the you know the guy that I I, I hooked it up with. Uh, it's actually fully booked through March. Oh. Like, there
0: are no slots. It's I, like... I stand literally corrected, or I mm-hmm. sit corrected. I,
1: they, they they don't let... Of course, they only let in, in six win. people
0: a day, and that's solely to keep right. their tax status, but, you know. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> what a... a scam, these private museums.
1: This is No, This concern is not a scam, okay? Like, they're
0: putting incredible works of art on view. And it yeah, is... but it's not uh, really open to the public. It is to some degree a tax scam.
1: I mean, if you are willing to wait a few months, you can see, like all the masterpieces in the collection. I'm not are... saying I
0: should go away. I mean, I would like to be involved with some, but you know, I think there's a certain amount of, you know, I think it's very interesting. I was, I, I was looking at my invitation from the De La Cruz collection, mm-hmm. uh, uh, who do a rehang every year in advance of the Miami, uh, art week or whatever they call it. And they're so specific about, we are not a private, we're, we are not a, yep. we're not a foundation. You know, we don't take any public tax dollars, you know, always at the bottom. And I think that's something very stand up about that. Uh, knowing Carlos De La Cruz quite well, you know, they, they, you know, they You know, I think they're very proud of the fact That it's totally self-funded And it's Mm -hmm. done without any eye At least in the present moment The tax advantages
1: always a highlight of the week in Miami You know, and
0: having most of your wealth Extrapolated by communist government And then forced to move Probably has something to do with their desire Not to take any state funding But, you know
1: I mean, you know Gotta gotta love the Cubans in Miami You know, gotta love it
0: Um, Yeah, uh, so you guys were up uh, Did you guys go to the next game? The next Lakers game?
1: I'm going to the next Lakers game tomorrow
0: Do you think there's gonna be another fight?
1: I don't hope so. That's but, all I, mean, I know about basketball. <laughs> this is not a sports podcast. You can go to Cookies if you really want that. But uh, yeah, I'm going to uh, Knicks Lakers tomorrow. I'm very excited. It's my first uh, NBA game in, Jesus, two years, I guess.
0: Who's taking you? Or are you taking yourself?
1: I think that the person. Are these who's the Condé Nast tickets? <laughs> no, they're not size tickets. Uh, but uh, I, I think the person who's taking me would not want me to say.
0: Honestly, okay. it is? Well, it's gonna have to be a secret. What's the fun if you can't brag about something like that? Really? I'm bragging right here. These okay. are,
1: and they're like, they're not quite courtside, but it's like the third row. This over, is, this over, is...
0: over, under. How many beers will you spill?
1: <laughs> Sorry, LeBron.
0: <laughs> he might not be playing. It seems yeah. like he, I mean, whatever. I, mean, I, I don't what know. Right like Grandpa's on the. No one's on listening. Yeah. No one cares. No one cares. That's no listening. one cares. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, well, that's pretty exciting. And uh, you also mentioned that you, uh, while you guys were upstate, you hit up some new restaurants over the weekend.
1: Yeah, I think that you know. Woodstock has, like, really come out of its shell in terms of, like, the restaurants that are there. There aren't too many, like, standout fucking awesome, like, restaurants in the Catskills. I mean, there are some. I really like this restaurant called the Pico Moose a lot. Um, but in Woodstock, there's this restaurant called Sylvia, which fucking rules. And it's just opened, like, a year and a half ago. And it's, like, the best place. And... They just opened a new restaurant in an old antique store a few blocks away, and the restaurant is kind of confusingly called Good Night, and it's like Thai style, and it's just really fucking good. And it's like, you know, it's great to have Thai
0: style cooked by white people. It's
1: just, yeah, but like, it's it's like you know, we had this upstate
0: loves ethnic food cooked by white people.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but like it was it was packed, and like I ran into three people I know, and it's just like it just like felt like a really good energy, um, you know. I I am a huge proponent of all things upstate.
0: Well, listen, now. you know I'm, you know I'm an out east uh, slash Hamptons partisan, but yeah. I will say the food is fucking terrible out there, man. It's rich people mm-hmm. food. I know, like little, just what we need in life, a, a liboulequet. Okay.
1: Yeah, so uh, I hi, highly recommend just checking out Good Night if you are up. Well, what's in, on the menu? What's up? What'd you have? Uh, we had. A variety of – there was like this fried blowfish tails, which were really amazing with this incredible sort of like Thai dipping sauce. We got some large format things. They had a whole uh, roasted snapper that was spectacular. Uh, what else did we have? We had uh, the pork chop, which was fucking
0: awesome. It was just really good. Oh, what's, what's the drink situation like? They had a wine list, a beer, beer I, kind of spot.
1: I had a really, really great sort of uh, tequila cocktail with some coconut curry stuff in there. You know,
0: that sounds literally disgusting. It was that's no, fucking no, no, disgusting. No, no. no, dude, it was no one wants curry in their fucking yeah, no, no, tequila. It was just
1: like a spicy, coconutty like tequila drink. It was good. It was like they. they they're mixologists shit they know what they're doing oh
0: kids these days (laughs) fucking disgusting hey man
1: like i'm not gonna make myself a fucking craft cocktail if i'm just sitting in my apartment but like look i'm paying someone to make a cocktail they say that this shit is good it's usually pretty good
0: um if you say so man uh what are you gonna be cooking up down in the freeman house
1: i mean it's the the standard shit dude did you you just show up you just show up and eat right uh i mean is like lucy
0: gonna make a pie and bring it
1: I don't think so. I mean, like, there's so much food. I'll probably help make the gravy,
0: which is something I like doing,
1: um, because I just, like, really just supercharge it with, like... Yeah, I can
0: see you spastically stirring. (laughs) I I like
1: doing that, because it's, like, good to have something to do, rather than just, like, sit and, like, watch football or whatever. Like, Like, you just, like, fall asleep if you do that. So it's, like, nice to do something. No. Yeah,
0: well, I just like to, I like to be in the kitchen cooking because, you know, it avoids having to talk to anyone, which mm-hmm. is a big uh, a, a, something I'm a big proponent of. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, just standard Thanksgiving fare, I believe.
0: Um, and what else? What else? I guess we should, you know, I didn't get to go, you know, we, ha- we but it looked like there was a massive Coons exhibition in Doha. Lots of friends of the pod were there, jetted mm-hmm. from auction week straight to that part of the world. Uh,
1: I believe we were off, we were offered a junket there. I can't, I can't keep our junket Different, straight. Different, straight. different, different junket. junket. D- different junket. Different I really think strange. we
0: probably could have angled. You should have had a junket there. So it's I know. Great vanity, I know. vanity. Fair coverage, my friend. I would have uh, just. Lots tried. of shiny objects. I heard it referred to by Muslim people as the best Coons exhibition ever. It looked kind of like an art fair to me, but, you know, what do I know? <laughs> Created by the great Massimiliano Gioni, uh, erstwhile creative director of Manhattan's new museum. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, you know, I was just linking a building with Koons a week ago in Greenwich. and then I now, remember you mentioning it. I know, and then, you know, now he's just, like, you know, running around Doha, like, just showing the art world, like, hit this incredible exhibition. I think that's, like, fucking rich.
0: Yeah, not showing an incredible exhibition he is trying to find new people who are willing to spend mm-hmm. eight to $12 million on a sculpture so that he has the money to make them. Isn't
1: that Mark Glimcher's problem now?
0: I guess so, but, uh, you know, you got to bring... You know, you got to literally bring the mountain to Mohammed in a way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Wow. Um, bring the people, bring the people the objects and try and get some checks going. Was Glimcher there? Do we know? I didn't see any pictures of him.
1: I mean, Glimcher wasn't in texas for nara is he not in doha for coons
0: he might have been I mean, i'm just saying you know he's not a, you know unlike for instance uh sotheby's ceo charlie stewart he's not a prolific instagrammer from what right. i know unless it might be a hidden family account that would be fun to suss out uh, but so we don't I, know we don't know if he was there i would presume I, as yeah such. I,
1: I wish the glimter had like a fun
0: he'd be a Inst- fun instagram guy i, I can see it
1: because like you know since since you tipped me off on the barry diller instagram thing that guy just instagrams so fucking much it's oh, so great it's great it's, it's so, great. so good also
0: it's like it's fun to watch like you know if we're irl friends hit me up i'll send you the link
1: yeah andy cohen always like makes like really bitchy comments and stuff it's like so good it's you know it is like a
0: little mini novel novella i would say (laughs) like just kind of the (laughs) the weird little world he lives in um but we should we i'm I'm, the doha thing looked i don't know it's weird like the fact that Massimiano is curating it is strange like how does that relate to his day job pretty different than than anything museum but maybe it relates to his other Evening job, which is kind of being the undercover curator of Dacus Jano's collection, who is mm-hmm. of course a trustee of the new museum, and who a uh, spearheaded an exhibition of his collection at the new museum. Yeah, and Dacus really Dacu has about been that. a long time early supporter of Coons, so mm-hmm. obviously this exhibition increases the value of Dacia's holdings. One would sure. think. I mean, you
1: know, I think Dacu's and, and Dacia's has been a seller
0: recently of certain things. I'm Not sure about Coons, but I know he's been on the sell side of some trades. So. Uh,
1: well, yeah, the Urs the Fisher breadhouse was Dacus's, the one that was in Basel.
0: Exactly. And I think there have been some other things, perhaps a little bit more commercial. Um, do we uh, know if the bread house sold? I loved that piece. I don't think it sold. Um, yeah. uh, so you, anyway.
1: Lest we, lest we forget, Dacus is having his own coon show this summer.
0: In, indeed In indeed Indra. yeah um, Which, uh, you know I, I, I hope i just didn't talk myself out of being invited to <laughs> no. oh
1: no Docus loves us
0: dude we're fine Go yeah on. yeah no i it's just i do you know there's the intertwining of that if you read between the lines of who is curating it who the artist was mm-hmm. where it was and then kind of all the interrelated stuff it's all know, there yeah you know it's almost like an early hans hacka piece that's all i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say about that
1: um so when do you get to miami let's just yeah, Yeah, so, upon yeah
0: I'm going to breeze through this week as much as possible. I don't get to Miami until Sunday. I know a lot of people are going Friday, actually, to enjoy like a kind of luxurious mm-hmm. weekend uh, where it's a little bit warmer.
1: Some people are going to Palm Beach, I think.
0: Yeah, they'll, they'll do the Palm Beach weekend beforehand. I'll, I'll, I'll be in Palm Beach enough this season. I don't need to like stretch it out. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like all the galleries are, are opening up their, their seasonal shows this week in anticipation for the people that basically move there as of Thanksgiving. Uh, so yeah, I'll show up on Sunday. I think we'll go and grab a couple Maybe a crab or two Maybe I might get some crabs Yeah I think so I mean we'll think about it Um, Yeah and then uh, I'm gonna dedicate Monday To I think we'll probably Podcast on Monday Yeah Uh, And uh, I'm dedicating that To hitting up All the private collections collections. Museums At least the ones That are open already um, and, uh, and from there, I'm just going to play it by ear. You know, I'm not, it's like, I think it's going to be really over the top. I think traffic's going to be terrible. I think it's gonna be an absolute nightmare in some ways, but for the art side, it seems like people are bringing really good things. Yeah. Uh, thus far. Um, of course, it's all the same things that are. You're in competition with all the same people that you were in Basel and Paris and London, um, but um, you know we'll, we'll, there'll be some. There'll be some gear, in, and I think there'll be a lot of Americans that couldn't make it to those fairs will are ginned up, and a ton of just party kids from New York and L.A. are flying in. So it's going to be oh yeah, like way over the top.
1: I mean, this is the first sort of tr- trans industry. Event since COVID started, I would say, like like yes. the entire fashion world is coming. The entire sort of like
0: what 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 brands are doing uh, are doing events that you know of.
1: Uh, off the top of my head, yeah, Chanel, Chanel, Dior, Dior, Louis Vuitton, Prada, Burberry. Uh, I mean, it's like everything. A colleague of mine who works at, at, at Gentleman's Quarter magazine and I were, were were talking, and he was saying that every major. Fashion brand under, you know, Caring or LVMH, everything, everyone's doing a dinner.
0: I mean, it's kind of gross, really. yeah <laughs> but they again talking about taking the mountain to muhammad they got to go to where the rich mm-hmm. people are at especially now where people aren't traveling as much exactly like all those events are always like so boring you don't know anyone there's never very rarely any real art world people in attendance or even like actual collectors
1: mm-hmm. i mean but they, they just do it for the brand like they, they have their influencers there they have like you know you know so they the... can
0: put it on their social media mm-hmm. and like you know maybe if they're lucky get a party photo in vanity fair or something like that yeah if they're lucky if they're lucky yeah if
1: you if, hear that guys if, if you're lucky. If, 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 if
0: they're taking on a full page ads at Vanity Fair this year
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. sorry <laughs> no comment from Nate <laughs> no
1: comment but no I'm, I'm looking forward to going to all your fun pretty fashion events guys I'm there I'm RCP I'm and ready. A little
0: salty that I didn't get invited actually I do get invited I've learned to say no to things I used to try and go to the opening of everything in Miami and fill mm. my schedule with like a million things each day I'm gonna put my life where like I'll say yes to one event per evening it has to be a sit-down dinner Ideally, it's a seated, sit down dinner. Mm-hmm. I'll go. I'll eat. I'll leave.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm doing that too, but I'm doing five things before and five things after. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: no, I, it's exhausting, but it's what you have to do, and you're very, very good at it, you know. And there aren't the kind of, at least for me, like ever since Vito stopped throwing his party at the wall, there hasn't been anything that like is worth pushing yourself to to, to go out for. That's
1: true. Vito Vito Champagne Party was not just the highlight of Miami, but of of the sort of latter half of the year yeah no that was the end I mean
0: especially when I worked at the auction house Miami was basically like oh I'm going there for work but like the auctions are just over there's not another auction for two months <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know you're, you're just down there to, to, to sun and fun it up and like that was always a really really good time I know
1: it ended on a high note I think the last time Vito threw that party I mean just so
0: people realize like you could like the waitresses and you, you you basically it was like bottle service but for free you'd ask mm-hmm. them for whatever you wanted I yep. saw people like just order like hey can I have two packs of cigarettes have mm-hmm. cigarettes products some lighters yep. bottles of booze champagne mm-hmm. really anything. Anything legal that you wanted they would just bring to you no check you know yep. I mean, if you had any class such as i did you would then you know slip the waitress you know 100 bucks or so but mm. um still pretty awesome but while that was happening you had
1: you know lenny kravitz and steven tyler like at the dj booth with gucci main you know like it was just like like bonkers like like and larry would be dancing on the table like with dasha Zukova, and it would be like you know it was it was
0: fun it was really fun Listen, the end of an empire is a great time, <laughs> and, to, <laughs> and to, to play that fiddle as the city burns is like—it's yeah. a great tune. Um, or in this case, uh, sinks. Yeah, you, do, know. Ma- you know, I do have one musical event I'm looking forward to in Miami—a cover band of one of my favorite uh, rock and roll brands bands in history will be playing a special mm-hmm. private show, and that, those are all the details I'm going to give. But I am pretty excited to dance.
1: Yeah, that—that's definitely going to be a highlight for a select few who get to go.
0: Um, and uh, the other thing that I'm really looking forward to, I think we'll speak more of this on Monday, is uh, a friend of the pod and an artist that I'm very interested in this practice of. Hugh Hayden has an exhibition opening at the ICA in Miami, uh, curated by Alex Gartenfeld. And I believe that opens to the public either Tuesday or Wednesday, probably Tuesday.
1: And then it opens on Tuesday. Very excited to see that. Um, yeah, I mean, that's
0: his first big museum show, mm-hmm. I believe. Am I yeah. missing something?
1: I've spoken to Hugh about it a little bit over the last six months. Uh, from what I can tell, it's going to be Unlike anything he has uh, uh, put forth so far, I mean, his show at Listen Gallery last June was amazing. This, I think, is going to go a step further.
0: You know, um, that museum is really interesting. They've had like a number of really, really, really good exhibitions uh, over the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um Janiva Ellis had an incredible mm-hmm. uh, show of her paintings there uh, an artist I'm very interested in is Sterling well. Sterling Ruby Sterling Ruby I mean really great yeah that was in, done in collaboration with the ICA in Boston mm-hmm. but then you know they're getting the ICA is getting a little bit of a reputation now that we're in an age where everything you really want to buy art wise that's kind of hot you have to buy two gift one to a museum in order to to, to keep keep one for yourself and it's mm-hmm. a way for them to kind of Without increasing the prices, making it less likely that someone will flip a work as well as, you know, in the service of their artists, you know, get their work into museum collections. But, I mean, the ICA has become a bit of a joke. They will take anything. (laughs) I've heard it from artists recently. (laughs) I've heard it from um, other collectors like, oh, shit, I need to get two of them. "Eh, The ICA will take it. No problem. Wow. Um, well,
1: hey, you know that's how you build a collection. Listen, right?
0: they're starting from zero, and you know, and Alex is very social and has a number of connections with mm-hmm. really gay collectors. I'm not blaming anyone for this. I'm just saying it's weird. This bi- bubbled up with me in conversation two or three times in the past, let's say three weeks. Interesting. And uh, that's just a little interesting to me. But but the but the exhibition program itself is stellar, and and I would say really first notch, especially for giving artists their first institutional solo exposure, as in the case of Geneva and Hugh. I'm mm-hmm. sure others. I'm just not thinking of right now
1: yeah i am already exhausted just talking about miami even though it's a week away
0: Oh, well, you're not as exhausted as me who's gonna have to figure out how to schlep all this podcast gear to miami like a huge fucking dork
1: hey it's uh you know part of the sauce when are you staying until Do you leave thursday no i leave on
0: saturday wow. for palm beach okay well that, that'll for... be a nice restorative thing. yeah so you're doing that afterwards not before afterward yeah um Mm. alright well that's it this guy needs to go get some lunch and uh, and I guess I should probably go through these previews and sell some people some art or, let's I'm, some told art. Say I'm not supposed to say that I'm gonna place some art you're gonna place some work in. in an excellent collection that's the only type I work with because I run them alright Buffy. All right, that's it. it out Go to